0: Start us start, 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 start the show.
1: Everybody, welcome to another episode of Let Me Know. I'm your host, Angel lem Today I'm sitting with Steven conteras or as you might know him, Steven JS Filthy. Steven is the cannabis professional and he's a concha eater. He's the director for the LBCA, co-founder of Remedium Cannabis, and the founder of All oh, That's Filthy. You probably heard me mention him in a couple episodes. He was actually the 12th guest to come on the show. Just him being back on the show it makes me very happy, at least um, to know that I didn't mess it up or that he, I, I gave him a good impression that he would want to come back and talk about what he's up to. So uh, I think a question that was sent a couple weeks ago on my solo bolo was, am I ever gonna do like, where are they now? And I, I don't know if you noticed, but a lot of the guests that I've had on this year or so far, I've had them on the first year that I started doing the show. So I'm, I'm going to try to continue doing this and bring people from the past so you guys could hear from them and what they've been up to and what they're doing. So, but I'm also going to bring new guests. And like, as I mentioned, I'm trying to bring guests that are doing something, not, not just to benefit themselves, but to benefit the, um, the community to help out. So I asked Demon because he's really been involved in the cannabis you know seen especially in um, Long Beach they're pretty much setting the foundation for other small business owners or people of color have I see it um, to be successful in the industry so we talk about that on this episode we also talk a little bit about himself especially about his mindset and how you know he's he, um when he was young I think in high school he had to have his leg amputated and You know, like, compared to me, I've been, you know, complaining about getting a car crash and, you know, all these things that happened to me last month. And, you know, compared to him, I'm just, I'm crying over spill milk, basically. And hopefully, like, it helps you guys, What he says the advice he gives and, you know, I know I took it to heart and I'm going to apply it to my life. So, you know, I know you guys are going to enjoy this episode. If you want to talk to him or you have any questions on, you know, um, maybe how you could join the LBCA, you could reach him on Instagram at Steven J is filthy and, or you could email him at Steven at the LBCA.com. Also, as you're going to hear on the episode, he's been a big part of getting um, just courses on cannabis on how you could get into the industry at Long Beach City College so if you're interested in applying or you know just checking it out the classes start tomorrow um, September the 29th so if you're interested you have one day as the, as I released it if not then you have the day of that's the day that the classes start so if you're interested go up to um, Long Beach City College and go just show up for the class or i get, never mind because they're online so i guess you're gonna have to figure that out or like i said met, um message him to see how you can be part of it he is gonna be teaching one of the courses i think in like two weeks he's gonna be part of it so make sure you go check it out make sure if you are interested in knowing more about how you can get into the cannabis industry and the business side of it he has a lot of knowledge and he talks about it on this episode so um, yeah I don't think I don't want to take too much time. I do have one uh, announcement so he him and on uh, um, pretty papers they're right now they're gonna about to release a live concert experience. It's gonna be four tracks, four stages, four outfits, three shooters and the best looking rapper on earth. So you could check that out on September the 30th on Wednesday. Go check it out. I don't know the times, but like I said, if you are interested, go message him. Go look up Steven J is Filthy, or you can look him up at Oh, That's Filthy to see the concert and to see more information on that. I think that's going to be it. Um, We are going to listen to Pretty Papers right now. So you guys are going to be able to get a little preview of what you guys are going to be listening tomorrow on the concert. So we're going to listen to Booming. So if you enjoy this episode again, this, ep- this song is by Pretty Papers. Booming. Enjoy.
2: Jumping, that's my boy Mix. Got him jumpin out the whip, just a snap a pick. No, I got them hits to make you wanna smack your mama. I got the juice out here in Southern California. These rappers actors, they ain't really about the drama. When they really pull up to your castle with the llama, straight up by the 714, one knocking at your door. No, I've been down ten toes off a bag of blow They ain't really fuckin with the fire, they don't want no smoke on the road, burning up my ties. Pull up with your hoe. Yeah, what I smoke, bitch Holy water on my wrist like the Pope, bitch Ay, riding clean, no soap, bitch Two years from now, it's 100k for a show, bitch Ay, 10k for a ad I ain't did it, I'm just tryna make these bands, bitch Wait Cheesecake with your main bitch. She be tryna jerk my dick while I lay swish. Yeah, I'm right, thirty, I ain't stopping for no 12, though. Hell no. Come around my city, bitch. I'm well no, gas in my boys talking to me like some Velcro. Do a little trying to make your knees touch your elbows. Ay, speakers booming in the back, baby. Ay, no, no, coming for them stacks, baby. Ay, no, I'm pretty, that's a fact, baby. No, no, I'm gorgeous, that's a fact, baby. Speakers. Woman in the back, baby. Yeah, yeah, Ay, no, know yeah. I'm coming for them stacks, baby. Ay, no, I'm pretty, that's a fact, baby. Ay, no, pretty, no, pretty. no
1: up everybody welcome back so today i'm sitting with steven contreras i think the last time i spoke to you was like last year on 420 or somewhere around there
3: probably or or the last time you let me borrow your skateboard i still have it yeah yeah yeah
1: <laughs> i've been wondering like oh if you're taking good care of it but i mean i don't need it so i'm good as long as it's it's at a like safe place it's all uh, good.
3: super safe yeah super safe
1: and um basically like you know you already know um so i think i already talked about it on the intro you obviously haven't heard it because i've i haven't recorded yet but (laughs) i probably pretty much talked about it so um steven's been a a big part you know like of meet my growth i guess my podcast growth and self-growth and you know he's younger than i am i believe like i'm 30 i don't know how you are uh 26 26 yeah she's he's four years younger than me and I, i look up to him so that just tells you where I'm at mentally, but it's all good, you know, as long as um, I develop and I get better. I think that's all that matters. But, yeah, like, Steven's a big part of whenever I think about having somebody on or asking for favor, think about Steven. Because, um, <laughs> yeah, like, I remember one time you told me, like, um, I think you were, you were doing synchronicity. And I asked you how come you don't get the, the um, fish, not uh, the, what's it called? Longshore huh?
0: uh uh-huh, yeah
1: him, yeah asked you like how come like i know your mom like she has connections there and i asked how come you don't do it there's a bigger spot you tell me you know like you gotta think about it like i guess your approach is when you ask for favors if it's worth the friendship if it's asking like the favor is worth losing that friendship
3: yeah bro people one thing that i'm, I'm really big on is is you got to realize when your plugs are plugable not every plug not every relationship not every favor can can replicate itself so like you may have someone in your network but if you like if you pull that trigger and it flops or it not a success mm-hmm. you can damn near kiss that kiss that favorite goodbye unless that relationship is crazy strong yeah, so yeah. like even with my mom like w- or however we we're gonna get that haul i wasn't ready to to use those relationships i said one day i will but this isn't the time and and when it comes to like doing shit like that i always make sure that i can help people so so that it's like and i don't do it to get anything because i don't ever think about it but you know those times where you volunteer those times when you help out homies or when you do something extra like it shows like you're down for their success and it's dope if they're down for your success yeah because that's how that's how i see everything like no one's my competition when when my homies win i win like for me fact when my tide rises all the boats ride is with me Mm -hmm. it don't matter who it is as long as you're part of you know, you're not trying to sink my ship. Let's let's go. Let's yeah, fucking yeah. travel the world. No, yeah, yeah. metaphorically think, and physically.
1: Yeah, and I think um I mean, that's a that's a big reason why you're so successful. Like you've done a lot of things that you, you pretty much you set your mind to and you accomplish them. You know, yeah, especially for sure. Let me, on.
3: yeah, let me give you let me give you a, a little rundown for listeners since it's it's been a minute. Um, my name is Steven Contreras. Uh, I am from Wilmington, California. I am 26 years old. I am a creative. I am an advocate. Uh, my day job is I am the community outreach director for the Long Beach Collective Association, the LBCA. We are a 501c4 nonprofit trade association that represents all of the licensed and legal cannabis operators in the city of Long Beach. We encourage philanthropy, advocacy, education, community, and unity. Um, and that's one thing that that pushes our industry forward. So my job, Community Outreach Director, I am in charge of educating the public. I do tabling events. I host a beach cleanup, a neighborhood cleanup every month. Um, we work hand in hand with Cal State Long Beach and their Be Blunt program to educate the nursing and the faculty along with students and anyone else who wants cannabis education. Um, I do neighborhood tours to every neighborhood association that will listen to me in Long Beach and it's been an amazing ride. The LBCA is the reason why we have legal cannabis here in the city of Long Beach. So it's really cool, and I've been doing that for going on three years now. Um, I am a, a medical marijuana patient through and through, being a cancer survivor and an amputee. Um, my whole life is pain, literally, so cannabis is a way not only to help alleviate the pain, but is it, a, it literally helps me live a normal life i wake up in pain i go to sleep in pain and when i'm not in pain is i'm either dabbed out or smoking a joint or i through and through who i am i feel like i embody a stereotype like i'm a bald tatted mexican dude from wilmington Uh who smokes a lot of cannabis but i i break that stigma i love what i do that's that's my profession that's my day job that's that's something that i would do for free Um, and shit, I work for a nonprofit, so it shows you I'm not a baller, (laughs) but but I'm in it for the cause, and and that's, that's why I love it. For the past five years, I have been pursuing a dream of being a music executive, pursuing music business. I currently have a, my music group, which is Oh That's Filthy Music Group, we roster three aspiring artists from Southern California, along with a producer who is currently signed to Ethica Music. Um... So the current OTF roster consists of Pretty Papes, who is a Filipino hip hop artist from Orange County, California, who is currently going viral on TikTok with this single Boomin'. Um, so we're stoked off that. We have a EP coming out on the 30th, which I uh, you know, directed and produced a in-studio concert experience. We have four different stages, four different outfits, four different songs. Wow. Um, it's a full production and it's really cool. I'm really excited to to do it, and you know, everything's been strategically lined up to to execute. And I mean, we, you know, when you execute and things happen better than you expected, you don't complain, but you know that that was the path and that was the best case scenario. And so, yeah, yeah. we're moving through. Um, but that's a little bit about Pretty Papes. I also manage a, you know, a mashup of Andre 3000 and Prince by the name of Rain Raps, who's from yeah. Eaglewood, California. Um, he by far is one of my favorite artists of all times. Um, his lyricism, his beat selection, he's just fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's an amazing dude. Um, I also work with Noah James, who is a Inland Empire legend, like a living legend, real shit, and uh, an L.A. staple. And that was in the words of MERS. Noah is a huge body of knowledge and gems and love and, <laughs> and bars and, you know, Noah is an amazing human as well, um, along with the whole Brick to Your Face crew. And then I work with uh, Will Steller. Who I tell everyone he's from Utah, but he's actually from Vermont, and he produced uh, Randy Moss by Kid Ink, um, and he has a lot of other records coming out with a bunch of dope artists through Ethica and through some other stuff. So we're super excited about doing that, and that's a little bit about me. Damn, that was yeah, like man. a five-minute tangent.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, I mean that's the reason My why. I went
3: out.
1: <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. Like that's the reason why. Like I admire what you do because when I met you, you were just focusing on the. On the bit like the music side of things. Like I think you already uh-huh. you were managing Noah. Um, I, I'm not sure if you are
3: Bro, I was with Rare House. That was such a long time ago. We did that you did that interview in Rare House.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's such a long time <laughs> ago. So, I mean it was overdue. You coming on the show and especially now that like, I mean like I've seen you working with like you're in the cannabis industry now and
3: yes. You know, like
1: like I like I mentioned before we recorded, I saw that you um you were offering some classes at Lamy City College and yeah okay. like that's the
3: reason why i wanted
1: you to come on
3: that way for um, sure yeah let me let me talk a little bit about that so um the lbca we push we're huge on education we're huge on advocacy and you know what when you, we are developing a workforce the cannabis industry is brand new everyone is learning it from the governing bodies to the operators everyone is learning this so there's a lot of there's a lot of work throughs but one thing we realize is there's no base level of education like, when someone's like, hey, I want to go be a bud tender, I want to go be a receptionist at a shop, you have to have a certain level of education. You know, we really got tired of going to a shop and, you know, the bud saying, like, oh, my God, this is fire. Like, this is so fire. This is fire. That's fire. It's fire. Yeah. Like, shut up! Like, just tell me, what what do you know about it? Like, uh-huh. what about the cannabinoids? What about the terpenes? What is the cerebral effect? You know, is it going to be a euphoric effect? Like, all that stuff. So... We said, all right, we're gonna do education, how to be a bud tender. Education, introduction to cannabis. So what's well, like introduction, sorry, I'm going I'm going all about. So <laughs> right after we realized we had to establish a baseline, we said, all right, let's develop a three-class curriculum. So we partnered with uh, Nate uh, Winokur from Bell Costa Labs. He's the vice president. And we created this little curriculum and we started just in the community. So we held three classes and we had the first class with 12 people. The second class, we had 50 people. And it was just like this, this demand is there. So we had these classes, they were super success. We we're planning on rolling it out more, expanding it. So we went from three classes and we expanded to six classes. And now we threw in different types of manufacturing, different types of cultivation. What does the lab actually do? So just to, just to educate people. And then right during this time, the board of directors at the LBCA was having communications with the College Board, saying that hey, we need this workforce development. There's a demand. We had 50 people. We're a nonprofit that want to come get this cannabis education, and so they said, "All right, let's work on it." So they started to work on it, and then they said, "All right, we want to partner with you." So LBCC ended up partnering with the LBCA to create a cannabis curriculum that established an introductory level to the cannabis industry. Everything from the base history, like where did we actually first discover it thousands and thousands of years ago, like all over India, all over China. Where were all these things to, to we fast forward to American uh, prohibition, marijuana prohibition here in the States. And it's like, OK, it was demonized. There's propaganda, reefer madness. There's all these bills that go into place. And then that's like, all right, that's a base knowledge. Now you got to you got to understand why it's illegal before you can move forward. And so that's what we do. And then we do introduction to how to be a bud tender, introduction to all the cannabis products. So not only what the flower is, but what is rosin? What is distillate? What's the difference between live rosin and distillate? You know, what goes into like how to homogenize a brownie, all these things, we had to break it down. All cannabis industry professionals that are members of the LBCA, we have lawyers, we have 10 year veterans that created this curriculum. So this is the base level of what you need to know. Like base level of you know this, I'm going to hire you off rip because we need educated people. One thing that people think about the cannabis industry and it's a misperception that you can be dumb, that we just smoke all day, that you can be stoners, that you're just lazy. Like, no, Mm -hmm. this is one of the most transparent and highly regulated industries around people. Like I just put out a publish. I just published an episode of behind the leaf tonight where one of my members goes, you need three point million and three lawyers or you're not going to get off the ground. That's a barrier to entry. Like, that's huge. Who's got $3.3 million to gamble with? Yeah. (laughs) Like, like especially when the legal market is only 25% of the market right now. Mm -hmm. The illicit market Mm -hmm. or the traditional market, the illicit market, is 75%.
1: Damn. And and then, like, how how much of it is that, like, people of color? Because I'm assuming that most of it is, like, white people that do have, you know, like, not a lot of people of color have that much money to throw around. I'm assuming it's, like people that you know they've had like a silver spoon or it could be that people just shaved up but like for the most part you know
3: i'm gonna i'm gonna say this from my personal experience only Mm. within the lbca everyone that's here um there are minorities involved but they may not be mexican black one one of those minorities but say they're armenian or they're lebanese or they're anything like that and they they've hustled their ass off and they've put money into this lost all their life savings put more money into it Like, those people around me, that's what I see. But when you go into Hollywood, when you go into L.A. weed, that's what I call it. Like, I'm in Long Beach cannabis, and L.A. cannabis is way different. It's very white.
1: Like, do you hope that, obviously, I mean, it's going to be a stupid question, but, like, do you hope that, like, LBCA ends up being one of those white, you know, quote-unquote white um, cannabis, I guess?
3: We can't be, bro. Why? I'm the community outreach director. I am a Mexican-tatted- cancer surviving uh-huh. outreach director. My executive director is an African-American ex-council member. My admin director is is Thai and is helping push cannabis legalization in Thailand. Like we are minorities. Even the board, there's on, on the board of director, there's only one white guy. Everyone else is a minority. Like we, we won't be that because that's not who we are. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, yeah. like that's what makes us super unique.
1: Okay. And,
3: um, but I will admit I need to, I want to see, and I need to see more black and brown in the cannabis space, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to be honest right now. And this is what I would tell a lot of my black and brown people is right now is not the time to get in. It's expensive. And if you have no knowledge going into it, that's a barrier to entry. You have to be extremely educated, extremely networked. Like you got to remember these people who are in the game and successful have been doing this since the nineties, bro. Okay. That's the fact. Like they've been, they've been, whether they were trapping, whether they were moving, like it's, it's been rooted. It's who they are. Like, like you got to remember the real industry is tiny or a small industry, but real people are tiny. And being in California, being in Los Angeles, we are in the weed capital of the world, not just California, not just the United States, the world fam. And when, when you are like trying to compete and you got all these people, remember if cannabis is a relationship plant, smoking it. You know, all of that, even selling it is a relationship thing. Like, you go into a dispensary, you have a relationship with your bud tender. You trust their recommendation. Back in the day, you had to trust your dealer. So these people have this trust. It's a relationship thing. So unless you pay someone who has those relationships, or you join associations, or you join things to get that network, it's going to be an uphill battle.
1: And when it comes to, like, the um, the college, seeing the guys' vision, like, did yeah. you guys ever have any trouble from, like, the community or maybe,
3: like, people in... Bro, every every single time there is a cannabis agenda item, mm-hmm. we have one guy who goes to City Hall and talks about how bad cannabis is and how terrible people, council members are, if they approve this. Every time, dog. I've been to so many council meetings, and Mr. Hill is right there, every time. In a suit and jacket, talking about how bad cannabis is. So, like... There are people there. Is hate, like, and but that's the whole point of my job is to go out and educate the community. We went to a neighborhood association, and a lady was complaining about a testing laboratory. You know, a testing laboratories like a, like a science facility. It's a lab, bro. So the old lady thought that you would go there and test the cannabis samples. Oh, okay. She thought like yeah. they were gonna go and have a lounge. Uh-huh. We're like, no. See, you just you're you're mad, but you're miseducated. Uh-huh. Like now you're just make you're just being irrational, fam. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> the yeah.
3: biggest the biggest hurdle was that the college is federally funded. Oh yeah. Okay. Even even working this program, we are in partnership with the the college and with the law firm. Mm-hmm. We are not doing this. Does that make sense? Like like mm-hmm. we had to like there's three parties involved, but mm-hmm. that that second party is us. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, federal. He represents he, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, it's not legal everywhere, so.
3: Exactly And yeah, federal grants you. And all of that stuff Like it, mm-hmm. there's a lot of money Involved in At the end of the day And this is why It's important to Deschedulize Not only legalize But deschedulize Cannabis Because it's a Federally one scheduled drug It's up there with heroin man.
1: And um, like you personally Like I asked you like So are you the one That's teaching it This class Like at um, LBCC
3: Okay, so LBCC, we have um, a bunch of different professions. So there's eight weeks. So instructing the class, there's eight different weeks. Each week has two instructors. Mm -hmm. Like, so an example, in a manufacturing week, you have infusion and extraction, both very different parts of manufacturing. Each one is taught by a different industry professional. I will be instructing on the first week, and then I will also be instructing on the eighth week. My class is gonna be sustainability. Um, That is through my nonprofit, Remedium Cannabis Waste Solutions. Um, We help and promote sustainability and human development within the cannabis space. Um, We recycle non-cannabis byproducts that are wasteful, um, pretty much all cardboard boxes, glass containers, um, plastic, like all of that. We're recycling it. And, you know, right now there is only there's less than 5 percent of the cannabis industry practicing sustainability. So it's something we have to talk about now. Mm -hmm. If we talk about it in five years, when the industry is stable, it's going to be too late.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So how does that work though? Like, is it like obviously right now you're pretty much doing it through Zoom, correct? Or like, are is LBCC taking like actual students right now?
3: LBCC, all of our classes are through Zoom or yeah. through Canvas technically, like because you have to be a student through uh, the university or not the university, you have to be through the college.
1: And so, like, is there actual lab, you know, when you have, like, um, biology or, like, you have to dissect, like, an animal or something, like, so so are right they actually now, working with the plant?
3: No. So, that's one thing that the college did not want. Okay. Um, this is all going to be about the licensing, the processing, and everything like that. Remember, this is the base level mm-hmm. of classes. This is a vocational course.
0: So, okay.
3: it's not going to technically right now, it's not credited. But, again, <laughs> by having this, this completion... Mm-hmm. Says a lot to the industry. We have a lot of cannabis businesses in this city, and if they say, "Hey, you've not only been trained by you know LBCC, but the LBCA, mm-hmm. who we trust," like as a business, we're we're gonna hire you. Okay, that's that's kind of the whole point. But we are planning. Like you got to realize, like six hours a week is not enough time to teach you everything about cultivation mm-hmm. or everything about manufacturing. Yeah, like each one of those can be a um weeks long or an 8 week course
1: like what's your goal with the business side with like the like just with with the um maybe the education side of like the cannabis like pretty much what you're doing like what's your ultimate goal like what do you have in mind like I know i I saw a tweet that you said once it's legalized everywhere like you're planning to just dip out you don't want to work with cannabis
3: anymore no i'm gonna work with cannabis forever but imagine i can imagine i can work with cannabis anywhere in the world you know what i'm saying Uh, okay okay (laughs) and i have like dude like i told you la is the biggest place in the world if i like i i shoot to be an expert in anything that i do that's just who i am um and if i become an professional and I can do it here in L.A., I can do it anywhere, bro. Okay. I've had industry professionals say, if you can do it here, if you... Like, Long Beach is leading the way. Behind A little bit behind. Like, in Southern California, Long Beach is leading the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say, if I can do it here, if I can do it in L.A., I can do it anywhere. And I will do it anywhere.
1: All right. So, like, what's the goal? Like, for you, personally, or, like, for the L- um,
3: LBCA? The L... For, or, so, for the LBCA, our goal is to continue doing what we do in advocating advocating being involved in policy being involved in education we plan on doing that for the whole time uh, and i 100 percent, intend to grow into the executive director position of the lbca i'm not trying to do that anytime soon i know there's so much more for me to do i would love at least five years of experience before even thinking about hopping into that role um, but i have an amazing amazing uh executive director right now who's educating me and i'm learning from i was literally just on the phone with him and that's why i love what i do in the lbca because the people care about me they care about my success and i care about their success like my i started this whole cannabis this cannabis journey i was an intern bro i interned and all i did was read (laughs) long beach city website all i read was cannabis science information listen to documentary listen to documentaries listen to podcasts on repeat like they said i have to embody myself in, in cannabis like that's the only way to fully understand everything about it and i still don't understand everything about it not even close there's so much this plant's so amazing like um i mean it so- helps
1: that that you're like consuming it every day right so at least you're like you're one step closer to becoming on uh, cannabis right
3: <laughs> Yo soy cannabis man. <laughs> Yo soy mota. <laughs> it was not like learning about like different products, like I didn't get free product, I didn't smoke like I wasn't like that. Like granted I consumed the normal amount that I already did before you know my internship but um, it's just it was learning that. And so not only with that I started to develop relationships with all of these operators and finding out that these business operators have lost everything before. Their entire life savings. And now they are still doing it because, you know, like you ask people, why did you start your business? You know, why did you start your journey? And it's like, well, my dad died of cancer and I wish I could have just had, him, you know, have him try it. You know, maybe it could have made his you know, his time a little bit easier, my mom or my, my kid or anything like that, bro. All these are real people who are pursuing this because it's from the good out of their heart. And like, again, that's the grassroots. That's the people who are keeping compassion in cannabis, real mm-hmm. talk. And you know, I, I you know, am honored to, to work aside every single one of them and to advocate on their behalf and to put in the work. Mm-hmm. Like easy for the 10 years, like LBCA just got really popping. I'd say about two years ago when we just started, when we got a staff been uh, over like i say about three years ago when we started a staff but it was formed in 2010 i like, guess is the they, they say the lbc is the biggest 10 year overnight success story but we've been doing it it's just the guys have been staying so low like people forget the cannabis industry was illicit and like operators weren't like the poster boys of their business like there's a high like cannabis is still a high risk industry like people still get robbed Deliveries get robbed, you know. Legal businesses get robbed, and illicit businesses businesses get robbed. Like it's just that's still the nature of it. So we have a lot, we have a lot more to go. But you know, I'm in it for the ride, and I enjoy it.
1: I mentioned earlier how, like, and the, like when I met you, you were focusing on the music industry, and but I want to know, like, at that time, were you already looking into cannabis? Like, when did you get into cannabis? Was this yeah, like yeah. something that, like, you hoped you were able to use, or was available for you, like as easy as as it is now? At that time where you are hoping like oh man like now knowing what i know how um cannabis is helping you like do you wish like that was a possibility or an option for you to to use while while, while you were in pain
3: yeah so um i got i had cancer when i was 15 i got my leg amputated when i was 16 and when i was 16 i was on my 13th round of chemotherapy and i tried Miranol. Miranol is synthetic cannabis i was in so much pain i was just like yo i need i'm just give me anything That, like my friend joked, like oh, will take the weed pills. Like, dude, whatever. Like, get the nurse in here. And it was a terrible experience. I hated it. It was. It's not cannabis. It's not. It's. It's made in a lab, man. Like, cannabis is a plant. There's a holistic nature about it. Whether it's in a tincture, whether it's in a drink, whether it's in a smoke, whether it's in a vape. Like, you know, it heals our body. Works directly with our endocannabinoid system. And like the synthetic stuff is not holistic. Um, so that put me off. I didn't, I didn't smoke cannabis until I was 18, um, I was actually in college and one of my buddies saw me after working out one day, my liner where my leg goes in was just full of blood and I like emptied out blood and they were just like, dude, don't take six Advils in the morning and then six Advils at night, oh. like come and smoke mm-hmm. and I was just like, alright,
1: That's a lot of damage to your liver, right there. Taking all that,
3: yeah, facts. Damn. But again, it's over the counter. It's legal. It's okay. Like that's that mindset I had, and I come from a very conservative family. Shit, my mom still thinks cannabis is terrible. Yeah, I was gonna ask you, like, (laughs)
1: you're so deep in in like the business from a parents' perspective perspective i could you know i could i understand how like like weed was illegal and was frowned upon and all of a sudden now it's legal and now people are like oh yeah you know that you, you see shops everywhere. but at the same time they're seeing you progressing the business and like opening people's eyes and actually like now like i mentioned like you have a, a course offering the college and seeing that I'm, I'm sure they're proud of you but like you know you still gotta like at the back of your mind like all this time like like, weed was bad. It's bad. The, the Pope says it's bad. The governor, every, the president says it's bad. So like, how, how? where are they at now? Like, you just started speaking and interrupting, which I'm sorry. But like, tell me what the perspective, like your parents, how they see what you're doing.
3: My parents know I have good morals. They know I'm not going to do something if I believe that it's bad or if I see it like, And I'll just tell them like, hey, when you're ready, like we can watch all these different movies that explain the demonization of cannabis, why it was literally demonized against Mexicans. Like there's all this stuff about it. And so it's like, hey when when you're ready i know you're there and i can educate you but like i give my parents cbd i give my parents like uh you know bombs and rubs because it helps them they don't ask what's in it i don't tell them what's in it but it helps them and they they just say hey get more bomb (laughs) (laughs) it's 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 cool um but i my parents still have a stigma about it they still one i'm a cancer survivor they don't want smoke in my lungs and i understand i'm still their baby like i got a daughter i'd still be pissed off at my daughter you know (laughs) like like that's just how it is, but my parents are supportive nonetheless. Um, they are always proud of me. They're my they're my biggest. They're my fan club, man. Same with yeah. my mom. Same with my dad. Like, like they they support me. They I I will admit, like I have I grew up very privileged. I have I've had a hard I've had hardships in my life, but everyone has to go through hardships to, mm-hmm. to become who they're meant to be. Um, but my parents are, my parents are the best. Yeah,
1: and like something that I admire from you is that that the. Like you don't let you having like, at one point you had cancer and there you could have just been like sad all the time and like asking God, why, How, why me? And you know, now, I mean, you had your leg amputated like and, like, I see you, like you you live life. You don't let life stop you. and
3: Dude, what helped me going through cancer is you have to embrace everything that you're going through. Like I had a slogan, it's embrace it. And it's because whatever it is, like, all right, you know, let it come to me,
0: mm-hmm.
3: let me, Analyze the situation. This is what it is. Is it out of my control? Yes. Can you do anything? No. Why stress about it? And that's just kind of how the situation was. Be sad about it. If I can't change anything, I am not gonna get depressed about it. But I got I got diagnosed with depression when I was 16, going through cancer and everything like that, and I've lived with it ever since. So it is a battle and it is hard. I mean, like I said, I, I wake up in pain, I go to sleep in pain, but it's just who I am and I know that there's all these other fucking qualities of me. There's all these other things that I know I'm gonna do. Like, what also someone, I, it's like my parents, my friends, everyone always tells me this, what's what's mine is already mine. I just have to go get it. And that's how I see everything in life. Like if, if it's meant to be mine, I'm gonna go get it. Mm-hmm. But it's gonna happen at the right time.
1: So yeah, I mean, so basically like I, I brought you on so you could talk to a little bit about cannabis. I want people to know you and like in case they wanna open up a business or They're thinking about how they could get into that side of cannabis. So they just want knowledge on it, on the business, on just the plant itself. They might be curious. Maybe they like and also like the stigma of a a kid, a pothead, you know, just being all the time eating and watching TV and not like doing much with their lives. Like, I kind of want to put you in front of them to see, like, you know, there's actual people that smoke it, that use it constantly, that need it and they're actually productive and like trying to progress the business so um so in case people do want to contact you or want more information about you um let us know where they can find you uh
3: you can always get a hold of me at steven at the lbca.com um find me on my instagram at steven j is filthy um and you know you know hit me hit me <laughs> right. and uh thank you so much for having me on brother i really all appreciate all it right, man. Man. Well um i'll let
1: you go i know you got places to be and people to see so i'll hit you up later for some more info on the show right
3: all right sounds good man peace out thank you
1: all right so there he goes there he goes so um that was steven right there right there so if you guys are interested in taking his classes they're available at Lamy city college they start september 29th i still don't know the time but I'm sure if you message him or if you look it up online you are able to find all that info and I do have to apologize I know I'm a little rusty like I mentioned um I did take a break and apparently it shows so I mean it's just for myself I don't know if it really shows but I could tell I'm a little rusty so I want to thank Steven. thank you for coming on and hopefully you guys go check out the concert it's on the 30th you could check if you want more information on that go to oh that's Filthy. That's Steven's company. So go check it out. And if you want more information on me, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Let Me Know Pod. If you want to send me any questions, comments, concerns, you can send those to Let Me Know Pod on gmail.com. I apologize if you hear noise. That's people doing construction all over the place around where I live. So hopefully, some the music that's in the background drowns some of it out. So, so yeah. So also, I have stickers, I have merch. You could get those at Let Me Know Pod if you go to my instagram you can send me your your mail and i'll send it your way or you can just email me and i'll send it to you and my merch you can find that at teespring.com i have shirts i have hats i have um i have sweaters i have stickers i have masks the fanny packs whatever you need i got it there so all that money goes back into the podcast to invest on cables Um, to subscribe to uh, Podomatic so I could put out all these episodes and hopefully get a studio where I could record these episodes Um, yeah so I'm gonna leave you guys on that thank you guys for listening oh before I go I always forget something right so before I go uh, make sure you go listen to the feelings podcast that's the podcast I do with Ebony and yeah we talk about different things around our feelings all the time and that's where we we take our emotions and our thoughts and it helps us out you know just to talk about it so if you have any questions anything that you want us to help you with you can send those out to the feelings podcast on gmail.com or you could just go to the feelings pod on instagram all right that's it for sure thank you guys for listening thank you guys for your support i'll be here next week and don't forget go check out the concert pretty paper concert on the 30th Alright guys, thank you guys for being here and thank you guys for letting me be part of your day. You guys, until next time I'll see ya,
0: bye.